Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Perfectly Honest, episode of The Mandalorian. Here we have episode two, and as always, we have a bunch of spoilers, so make sure you've watched everything on Disney Plus before you check this out. If you have, go ahead and proceed and enter the spoiler zone. I'm Corey, and once again with me is Maddie B. And today we're talking episode two. We had another episode that dropped, and you know, Matt, this is pretty freaking awesome. Uh, I don't know the last time, you know, Netflix is a different story. You get everything all at once. Um, but when you're actually watching something that you know, is coming on a weekly basis and you get two episodes in one week, I mean, I feel like it's Christmas pretty much. Christmas twice in one week. Pretty much. Um, you know, I'm going to get it off my chest right off the bat. It was a short one. I mean, it was only 32 minutes. <clears throat> am I right with that? It's very, very short. But um, not that much shorter than the last episode. It's not. And I think really, if you look at it um, in my mind, which this is totally made up in my mind. So, you know, go with it if you want to. But I feel a little bit like maybe they shot the pilot and the pilot was running a little bit too long. And they were like, oh, you know, we should do cut into two episodes. Like, I'm pretty sure if you didn't watch last week's episode and you're like, I just got Disney Plus now, like I was working and you watch the first episode and right then the second one launched and you played it like you would feel like it was all one episode. And that's pretty common to do. Right. That's what that's kind of what I was getting at. Uh, I was talking to Matt earlier just kind of felt like they they combined the first i mean i'm just hoping that they're not all 30 minutes please god yeah um, um i mean I, there, is is there any literature on that do we know no i think it's pretty big mystery right now um you know honestly a lot of people didn't even know when it was going to launch like yeah. there was a lot of speculation about that so i do think that you know i think it's pretty high odds that we're not going to see another 30 minute episode i think we're going to look for more of 45 minute episode maybe a 60 minute episode maybe um but you know you never know until next week um now that we're on this friday schedule it's going to be every friday um i think it's pretty reliable that we can guess it's going to be about three or four alaska time um which is like uh five o'clock uh pacific time um so we'll see. That might change, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be the schedule going on. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of crappy for me personally, but um, we're going to do what we can do and get the podcast out to you guys as soon as possible. Um, with this one, though, we don't have a whole lot, so I think we should just kind of jump into it. We'll go through the episodes and then um, kind of talk about some questions. Some questions I have from last week are still kind of coming along the way here. Um, and then I'm just more intrigued a couple things. I think we got a little bit of an answer to, um, but yeah, lots of, lots of stuff to come. So, um, let's go ahead and jump into it. So we have the Mandalorian and this one was called chapter two, the child. So did you, uh, did you like that? This was named the child. Do you feel the like it was child. the adult child with gray hair? <clears throat> I mean, it is what it is. Um, what's in a name? What is in a name? I do think that this one was, um, I, I, I appreciated the Yoda baby for lack of a better word, even more, um, or the child, I guess is what we can just call it. Um, the last one I was like, Oh, cool. A baby Yoda. But we literally saw like four frames of it. And then that was it. Um, I'm just, I'm still enamored with the, the practical effects. They, I think that they do a really good job. Totally. Um, and 
you know, again, watching it with Cambria, she's she's all about the oh, a baby, a yeah. Cutie. Um, I will say there are a lot of times where I'm pretty sure they're so maybe I'm wrong, but Baby Yoda is a animatronic puppet. Mm-hmm. So, um, there but are they definitely... might be doing it the same way that they did Dark Crystal, where they have the puppet and then they animate on top of the puppet the yeah. eyes and I, I can see that um also there's scenes where there's no way that it's not a complete um cgi scene oh, for yeah. him so like when we later we have the mud horn scene um he kind of goes out of the way there's no way that that is not um all done you know um you see the shadow underneath it that's artificially well, I mean, created be, i don't know but still having still having a, a physical thing to film allows you to splice that in and allows Put you to make in. a model that makes totally. it a lot more realistic. Totally. Too. I'm, my point is, is I have a really hard time identifying what is, you know, practical and what CGI. And I think that's when it's done most beautifully. I think exactly. this is going to age really well. Um, and I think, you know, honestly, it's the great time that we're in right now. I think right now is honestly where, I mean, for a lot of things, it's pretty freaking good. Like, yeah. um, and this definitely benefits from that. So we open up and we have uh, Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. And we actually found out um, today there was an interview with the actor who plays uh, Mando. And he actually revealed his name. And Matt, do you remember what his name is? It was, I believe it was Din Djarin. I believe that is too. Here, I have it in my notes. It's definitely Din. Yeah, Din Djarin. Um, so what, what do you think about this name? Does this fit this character to you? It doesn't not fit it. I mean, yeah. again, what's in a name? Yeah. Um, I think the proof is in the pudding and... I don't really care what he's called, especially especially if we haven't heard his name yet in the story. It doesn't really seem to matter that much. Yeah. Um, but as far as Star Wars names go, I feel like it it definitely fits in the canon with everything else. Totally. So if you hear us say call him Den, if you call it, if we're calling him Mando, interchangeable right now at this point. In the actual show, we haven't known what his name is yet, so. Really, I don't think I'm going to go with that too much. It feels a little weird. We're still so. calling the one guy Werner Herzog. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, um, we open up and basically we have Den or uh, Mando. He's with the baby in the little pod, and they're going through this kind of cavern to get back to the ship. Um, and when they get to the ship, they are basically attacked. Um, and they're attacked by these guys. He gets kind of beat down a little bit. Um, but we also find out they have a tracker. So this means that these are yet another bounty hunter sent after this child. So that's three bounty hunters now on this planet that were seen. And we know there's been many more that have come before that's four, this. isn't it? Because there's three of these it, guys plus true, IG-11. True. There's, I'm going to count trackers, put so it that way. a couple things in this scene that I just think about. One, first of all, he never got the memo. <laughs> no disintegrations. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally just zap that one dude at the end yeah loved it um second of all those little rat uh aliens yeah they remind me of the beginning scene in like um jurassic park the lost world you know like the, yes. the little dinosaurs yeah, that yeah. came and like peck at them and stuff yeah so like they're eating them like this the scene ends and they've come out and they're like yeah. eating the remains totally i'm just pretty sure that's happening <laughs> love it disgusting but i love it <laughs> um so and we also have some pretty good shots of Mando, um, and and finally he uses his gun. That's just totally, I I love it. Um, I think we definitely have confirmation now uh, throughout a lot of the scene that um, 
only two parts of his armor are uh, Biscar. Um, the other parts, I think you can definitely tell with the coloring. They're really bent up now, and later on when he does fight the Medhorn, they get obliterated pretty yeah, much. Um, so that's really interesting. We have a scene they're, they're where... dollar store Biscar. Yeah, he's like, this is all I could afford. This is my question to you. So the starting piece is the helmet, right? And this is definitely Biscar, right? I would suspect. But that, that has to be like literally you could take like all of that helmet and you could probably make almost all the other pieces of armor right it's a know. lot of Bascar. i, I would know. think i yeah like i i went into this thinking that that was Bascar. anyways in fact that was the thing when the guy takes the knife in the first episode and he's like is this real Bascar?" Yeah. and scratches it uh maybe that was him being like oh this isn't real Bascar. i can yeah. tell yeah i don't know man Really interesting, um, but I do, I love this color theme. Um, it works really well, and it goes with this planet really well. Also, another thing that was uh, kind of came out, it's, I believe this uh, planet is called Arvella 7. Um, so we actually know what planet this is, so interesting. Not one that I've heard before in canon. Oh, well, that means it's a moon. Oh, yeah, well, yes, it is a moon of that yeah. uh, system. But um, definitely interesting. We know the name now, at least. It's not just some nameless planet. Um, and I'm wondering if we're going to come back here at all or after this end of this episode, we see kind of everybody take off if that's the end of this part. You know, um, you mentioned earlier while we were talking um, before this, but how you liked how they in, um, incorporated the reflections in his helmet. Yeah, definitely. And, that's, and I mentioned it last episode. Um, They're picking up on little cues and like really that's the little thing that makes it really believable and yeah. like it makes it rewatchable. It's like those scenes in a movie when you're watching the movie and the camera moves and the character is looking in the mirror and the camera moves behind the person, but you never see the camera in yeah, the mirror. Totally. It's kind of the same thing. I really like that. Totally. So we have uh, Mando and the child and they're kind of licking their wounds and he's out on the desert at night. Um, a lot of this, a lot of these scenes are like very reminiscent of scenes from um, the original star Wars. You know, you have like this desert planet, you have all these night scenes, you have these scenes through like um, this cavern it just is like, oh, this is familiar, and I feel comfortable. Even with it. for even for Cambria, who's <clears throat> you know, like I'm obviously I've grown up with it, yeah, and I've introduced her into it, and she's only ten years old. But there was the scene where uh, Mando's walking uh, over the horizon, and it was like almost the scene out of the um, the promo the promotional material, yeah. And then they got the little capsule floating next to him, and she's like, oh my gosh, that's just like Luke Skywalker, and first movie and i'm like yeah totally you're not wrong totally they're calling back they're taking everything they can from the visual memory of that movie and calling back to it yeah um so we have this really cool scene where we have little child yoda and this is where i think in my mind he transformed from a, a baby to a child is he's able to walk right mm-hmm. he's able to get out of the egg and you're like kind of like oh yeah. okay he's this a toddler. Is a interesting spit that out right exactly <laughs> and uh he tries to help mando um, another, I remember last episode where you were talking about how there are a couple scenes where you can kind of tell that they're in these really crazy helmets where you can really only see this much. Um, another one of these is when he's trying to like cauterize his wound. He's like not even on the wound. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like eh, that might not be why it's working out. And I wonder what, what is he trying to do in this scene? Like what not, you... not Mando. Obviously he's like laser. Oh, he's totally trying up. to force him. 
There's no way yeah, he's not. How, what is that? I've never seen that before. Is that well, something that I missed? So evidently it's totally a thing. Um, I've watched a couple breakdowns and I guess there's even a lot of um, rumor that in the original Star Wars when Luke is actually um, the Tusken Raiders get him mm-hmm. um, and you have uh, Obi-Wan stands over him and kind of puts his hand over his head when he's laying down that he's oh. forcing him. Um, and there's a couple other um, times that this happens throughout stuff too. And then Darth Sidious does it um, to um, Darth Vader uh, when he's or Anakin being transformed into Darth Vader to kind of bring him back. So it's definitely a thing. Um, but at least we can kind of see what he's trying to do, even if it's possible for him or not. Um, well, does that mean that this little thing has had some form of training in his 50 years? So, or? so this is what I want to talk about after this. But yeah, I think this points out too. I got a lot of questions. Also, his robes. His robes look reminiscent of of Jedi robes almost. Totally. Totally. Um, So anyways, of course, Mando's like, what are you doing? Go back. He puts him in the egg twice. And then they end up getting back. And of course, like a little baby. We have this ship. um, And it's hard to see because we're a little bit over it. But the the ship is essentially in tatters. It is destroyed. Um, So it is pretty sad scene, uh, must say. Yeah. Um, So understandable <laughs> why he <laughs> time to murder some jawas yeah. um and <clears throat> murder them really well he did um of course though it's like uh dude you do realize they're in a big movie and you know thing. what that actually that actually reminds me of something from um a new hope though too empire strike not empire strikes back what am i thinking of shadows of the empire um if i recall correctly it wasn't the stormtroopers that I mean, like, Obi-Wan says that there were stormtroopers that attacked the Jawas. Yeah. But in one of the things, it was it was Boba Fett was trying to track down oh, Luke Skywalker. Interesting. And that's why when they were picking up all the Jawa bodies, it was just the, the rags. Like, they were... Yeah, completely disintegrated. Yeah, they were gone. Oh, interesting. Um, so... Really interesting that this entire scene, I think, is really great for a couple of reasons. Um, we have a little bit of action, right? Because this is a pretty short episode, so we don't get a whole lot of it until the very end. But this is a little bit of it. Um, we're like, whoa, what's going to happen to the Jawas? Um, you know, he kills like three of them. I believe he disintegrates them. And then um, he goes on kind of a, <laughs> a journey to kind of chase after it. Um, but Fast what's really and furious uh, car chase. Right. Star Wars uh, edition. Yeah. But what's really interesting to me is this pod that this little, um, the child is in is like totally keeping up the entire time. And he has like controls that will work with it. And it's just like this element of like, like the, the child's there for all of it. He's not going to be like, Oh, you can't watch this. I'm going to disintegrate some jobs. He's like, yeah, you can watch. That's cool. But then he's like trying to save him, put him out of the way. Like, it's just really interesting. Um, so he basically gets to the top of this crazy contraption. We have like an Indiana Jones moment where they're like, bah, 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 bah. and they like try to take it and go ahead and take the, the um, cruiser and basically put it against a, you know, a big dirt cliff. And he like rolls to the side and then he's like trying to climb up and they're like throwing crap. There's down one scene. Him. There's one scene where he like reaches up and puts his hand in the little window and then they yeah. close the window and he's yeah. like, ah, ah, my hands. Yeah. Little some, goddamn Jawa. Some little, uh, you know, slapstick totally. physical comedy. Um, and of course and he, gets he gets to the, the top, top and there's, like and there's an army of literally like a hundred of them. Like, what do you think is going to happen, man? Um, I would have probably tried to take out the, the, their vehicle first. I yeah. don't know. That'd be me, but who knows? Maybe just a little ragey. The, the sun deck where they're all up there tanning <laughs> with their full on robes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so anyways, he falls off. Um, and that's that basically 
SOL, right? We got to yeah, figure he's out. Taking, he takes some hits in this show. Uh, and falls. That's a quite a height to fall down. Yeah. Um, so you know, whatever. It's Star Wars. I'm I'm down for it. But uh, yeah, he definitely takes a hit. Um, he does get up pretty fast. And at this point, they basically resign themselves. I mean, the child is is floating, but. He's like, okay, well, we got to figure out what to do. So they decide they're going to go back um, and they're going to go back to Quill. And so he is this guy. Um, and pretty much right away, he's like, okay, well, we just got to talk to the Jawas. <laughs> like, did you try to talk to them? I mean, come on. Yeah. And uh, so they go on a little bit of a journey. They come up to them. They're very much like, hey, bro, you disintegrated three of our friends. We know who you are. Like, It didn't seem like they cared that much, though. They're still like willing to be like, um, just trade money. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) totally. So, um, he gets in and basically first they're like, okay, well we want your Biscar. And he's like, hell to the no. Then they're like, well, what about this kid? He's like, he said hell to the no in Jawa though. Yeah. totally. And they're like, oh, you speak like a (laughs) Wookiee. I really, I really appreciated that. Like I thought that was was funny. Oh, totally. A really nice little take on it. <clears throat> so then we um then the next trip that's on the table is basically this kid and he's like no seriously i'm just gonna give you some steel i'm not gonna give you this living creature baby right plus he knows hey i got a shit ton of a scar from this kid if i turn him in which is another question i have for later so we'll save it a little bit but finally we come down and um you know quill's like there has to be something else like n- name what it is we'll do it and we find out there's something that Jawas really like and you might not expect it, but suka. it's suka, 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 <laughs> eggs. So um, we have this cool little scene where, like, he's inside their vehicle. Uh, he's like, oh. I thought when they, I thought when they said the egg, I thought they were talking about uh, the little pod, the little pod that had, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. they didn't want the baby, but they just wanted the pod. They're like, this pod this, is really cool. The floating pod. This is the best. Um, so. We end up getting here, and then we come to, as Matt affectionately likes to call it, the butthole of the earth, um, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, and we come to this, it's basically a, a mudhorn den, right? Um, mudhorn, basically a big freaking rhino. Yeah. With a woolly mammoth body kind of thing. Um, he gets his ass beat pretty hard. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's a good thing that's muddy. Yeah. Um, real gross. Um, yeah. You, I think your daughter said uh, probably at least 50% poop. Yeah. She she did not like the look of it. Yeah. It, it's pretty nasty. Um, but yeah, you know, kind of useless. Um, you know, he has his rifle. Basically, he can't get that to work um, because of all the mud. So that's strike one. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned with the, the way that that manufacturing process went into place. You know, we have firearms that we have that yeah. are mud resistant yet you know seriously a little bit disappointed with that one but um so that doesn't work um then he gets tossed around he gets tossed around quite a few times um he tries to use the flamethrower um even though this thing is covered in hair i guess it's soaked in poop and piss enough to where <laughs> it's like basically fire retardant his whip cord uh right into it does he get it on the horn where does he attach it was like in the face oh you know like you do um and uh the soft face tissue (laughs) and he's like i'm gonna basically go water skiing with this on the mud so he does this he's he gets thrown like it does not end well right then we have baby yoda come in for the kill 
Yeah. <clears throat> and then one of the screenshots that we don't have though, is that the scene right before that, when he just kind of, you can tell he just kind of like has given up a little, he's given up a little bit. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's just like, okay, well this is over. I'm just going to stand here and hold my little yeah. buck knife out. And, mm. uh, well, for the best. Good thing he did because Baby Yoda comes in, floats that mother, yep. sky high. At first, I was like, "Is he trying to choke it? Is he just lifting it up?" I thought he was just like put a wall in front of him or something. Did something because he definitely stopped him in his tracks, and then he lifted him up. Yeah. Um. But so we have that, and then that's when Mando's like, "Okay, I'm going in," and bam. Now. You might have got our sac- sarcasm a little bit here, but I don't understand how this knife would do anything to this huge freaking mud horn. Like, there's no way. This thing, you can even, like, even when he's moving around, it's like, oh, it's stuck in the wall. Like, I mean, th- I can come up with some reasons, but none of them have been explained in the show. Mm. Uh, totally. It could be a vibroblade. It could be a force pike knife. Um, I mean, in real yeah. life, there's, like, scuba divers that have... Knives they use for sharks. Yeah. Pretty awesome. They like load a shotgun shell in it and Yeah. Um that's not what that is. <laughs> yeah. Not that I can tell, but you I was know, a pocket knife that took su- down a suspension of disbelief. Ton. You know, maybe we also have Yoda like going in like for the crush oh, the yeah. trachea. Yeah. Um you don't know. But then we wipe little the little babies tired from murdering things. So yeah. um he takes a nap for the rest of the episode pretty much. Um, and so he comes back, he goes in, he finds this disgusting mop of an egg and brings it to the Jawas. And the Jawas are very excited because it is essentially Jawa Easter because Cadbury cream egg. And so disgusting. Yeah. I've not been to this, this disgusted from a star Wars. Movie Actually. I mean, it doesn't really look that bad. It's just that it's raw. I could <laughs> see it scrambled up, you know, Ugh. Yeah. Throw in, throw in a little bit of the uh, bacon. I think it's the mop right next to it that really grosses me out. It does, it, and it does have like a weird coconut look to it, which doesn't bother me. It's just that it's just when he's <laughs> coconut cream it's when egg, he's, everybody. It's, just, yeah, it's when he's petting it. It's when he's petting it before he pulls it out of the ground. That's yeah, the, he's like, that's the really, yeah, not okay with that. Um, so Jawas are like, okay, cool, man. Here's your stuff. <laughs> Um, so Quill and, uh, Mando go back with the child, child's still sleeping. You know, Quill's like, is he still sleeping? Oh yeah. What actually happened? Oh, I don't know. Like, are we completely unaware here that this is the force being done? Cause it seems pretty obvious. They, to me. they, they seem to, well, I mean, also, I don't know. I don't know why it's like the let, if the legend of the man, Mandalorians made it this far out, you would think the legend oh, of totally. Jedi or whatever. Yeah. Cause I mean, we're not that far away from it. Right. I mean, well, you're on the outer rim, but I mean, so you would think it would take a little bit longer even still, to know that like, yeah, Oh, but Hey, I mean, the legends dying out. Yeah. The, the Jedi and the Mandalorians fought wars is not yeah. new subject matter. So, um, so, you know, Quill's like, Hey, I'm gonna help you fix your ship. There's a little montage of them fixing up the ship, which seems da-da, a little ridiculous. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, they're like, this tube his armor. goes here. Oh, cool. And, and, and he, they fix the ship and he fixes his armor. That's true. That's like the Mandalorian way, right? His religion. Yeah. Yeah. So we get that done. We kind of say you goodbye to Quill. You don't have a screenshot of uh, how the Grinch stole, tr- stole Christmas. I don't think I do. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> they had all the stuff strapped up to the back of that on that sled, and that's what it reminded me of. Seriously. You think the Jawas will be like, oh, the egg was so good. We'll just drive it back for you. 
you know. But yeah. hey, why not? Jawas, Can't you know, they're, they're cheap. That. That's all the mileage on the. Imagine the gas that that thing burns up. Oh yeah, that's why they're constantly having to trade nonstop. It's like eighteen tanks in one. Seriously. Um, and then we have basically our shot where we are leaving this planet um, or this moon, and we're going on our journey, and we get the little kid, and he does wake up at the very end. The whole thing I'm thinking, as he takes off though, suspension of disbelief. I'll I'll give it to him, but. I'm like, okay, well, it runs, but you haven't vacuum tested this thing. Like, you get out into the vacuum of space and you're done. Yeah. Toast. Totally. Implodes on itself. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like just kind of the Star Wars. Uh, you kind of have to have your suspension of disbelief a little bit. Like, to be really honest, you know that. Uh, to be perfectly honest. To be perfectly honest. It's like, that's the thing, right? It's this old technology, like this technology that we somehow lost or whatever, you know. Um, it's it's not believable but it is believable right like yeah can you jimmy rig a spaceship together N- no we cannot but in this universe totally you you put a tube together with another tube and you go boom and it it's there yeah, and it's special, you know, completely pressured tools. exactly um so i mean i'll believe it i'm ready for it i think this was a good episode overall I really did like it. I got a little bit more characterization for Mando. Um, I got a little bit more of this plant. Like I got a little closure for it. I would say like, I don't really think we need to go back here at all. Yeah. Um, and I kind of felt like we're done. I don't know if we're going to see Quill again. What's your opinion on that? I don't know if we're going to see him again or IG 11, which I'm, I mean, those are two big names as far as the, you know, the voice go. Yeah. The voice acting. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I would be upset one way or the other, if we don't get either one of them back. But yeah, um, I know that if we're looking at 30 minute episodes every week, I'm going to be a little bit uh, bothered. A little, ticked, a little ticked off. I'm hoping, I'm off. just hoping that this was an extra credit episode. I think it was. Um, I think and, they knew that there was going to be a lot of hype with it. Also, um, the new Star Wars game came out as well on the 14th. Yep, um, so, or the the midnight of the 14th. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot of momentum on this. And I think they know a lot of people are going to be talking about it. But I think this is like put it over the edge a little bit, right? Like the first episode, the big thing was like, there's a baby Yoda. Yeah. And this one's like, man. I still love Jawas, the everything. at the end of the episodes are still really great. This yeah. one I felt a little bit more like it was made after the show was actually made, perhaps. Well, I'm not sure. Like the artwork shows him without a cape a lot oh um, do you think the cape might no i don't know hmm. i don't know interesting i feel like it's concept art i really do feel like it's concept. i did art. definitely the first time this one doubt it makes me doubt a little bit and maybe that's just some of them you know um i can see it either way yeah but overall really really do like that i think it's a nice touch um you know let's talk music because i think you and i from what I've heard, a lot of people are a little mixed on the music. Um, and we talked about this the first time, but I, I'm in love with it. I think yeah. it's great. Um, I think it's refreshing. Um, I feel like it sets a tone, and I feel like the tone that it sets is a Western tone. Totally. I feel like and it's, that's what I'm, I'm loving. It's Western techno. It makes me feel like I don't know what's going to happen next. And speaking of that, okay, so we've had this entire episode, right? We have this child is along with him for the ride the entire time. This child's going with him. Where do you think he's going? I mean, he's going back to claim the bounty, right? My question is, though, I feel like he might get cold feet. 
I feel like that's like the trope that they're going towards. Or he's going to get cold feet after the fact. Well, I think he just realizes that this is my opinion on it and it could be totally wrong. But my opinion is that he's had how many bounty hunters come after this child. He knows this is going to stop until he goes and puts a end to the source of all these bounty hunters. So I think he's going to go in and have a little deception. He's going to get that Biscar. He's going to take care of that. He's going to take care of that problem um, and then be on his merry way. But I think that's going to bite him in the butt a little bit. And we're going to see that later on. But I think this next episode, we're definitely going back to where he picked up the bounty. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of emotional attachment already to this little child. Yeah. Um, And I would be genuinely surprised if they just dropped that plot point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So... <clears throat> And another thing, too, is it kind of brings to mind these old um, stories of, uh, gosh, Musashi, Miyamoto Musashi. There was a there was a anime or, or manga that ran. And, and for whatever reason, I get this vibe of like the adult badass taking care of the younger child totally. as, they, as they age and everything. But... I don't know. We don't see we don't see any of this character in the trailer at all. So, you know, I I just don't feel like they're gonna drop it. That's my thing. I could be wrong. I I mean, if I had to put money on it, I I would say this next episode. Like I said, we go we go back to where the bounty came from. I think he's gonna try to decimate the people who are putting the bounty out for that. He's gonna try to take that Biscar. And then that's going to maybe put him in touch with maybe a group of rebels, uh, some fringe element. Um, to me, I don't personally think we're going to see Baby Yoda floating next to him for the rest of the series. No. That just seems ridiculous to me. I no. liked it in this episode, but I really don't think it's feasible for a lot of it, right? That'd be just also, really Also, the negligent. scientist guy is, is a fairly famous actor. True. Have you seen... Now, there's been a couple people that have like zoomed in and enhanced on his shoulder... And he actually has a Camino cloner emblem. So a lot of people are saying that it could be a possibility that that's what he's trying to do is he wants to clone, which makes sense. I mean, we've already kind of talked about this is what, why would you want this baby Yoda? Force enhanced army. Um, My guess would be they're They're probably interested, right? Obviously this, this child, this 50 year old child is really force sensitive and very force strong. Um, and maybe that's do the midichlorians, right? If we're to believe George Lucas's explanation and everything. Um, and maybe it's something where midichlorians can only be harvested from someone who's alive, right? Hmm. I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but, um, I do think that's another little plot. Um, definitely interested to see how that's going to happen next, um, week's episode. And that's why I think it's definitely going to be a longer episode. I just don't think we're going to get 30 minutes and be done, you know? I hope so. Because we're going to have a new world. And there's more right? There's more to this species, though. Like, Has to be. I was reading an article on my way here. It was talking about um, how, you know, George Lucas might be upset that they're that they're going in this route with uh, this, this species, this unnamed species. See, the thing, though, is he was really heavily involved with this. He was. And that was that was one of the things that they mentioned. It was like that they were over the period of time from <clears throat> the original trilogy and then after the prequels, he kind of like softened up a little bit. And he's like, no, you guys can take a little bit more creative yeah. license with this. Because before he wouldn't even say that it was an actual species, yeah. that it was an entity. Yeah. Right. Like that, that it was, you know, the force brought about these 
beans. It's beans. Yeah. Um, Which can be, I mean, that's still a possibility. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So really interesting. Um, okay, so talking about Baby Yoda, we talked about this a little bit, right? He has robes. He's obviously had something. Yeah. Is this training? Is this just like genetic intellect? Is this the something where it's like, you know, a baby that's born today with superpowers like an X-Men, you know, and is like, oh, I'm just doing this and it's really natural and easy. Do you think he's been trained? What has he been doing for 50 years is my question. What has he been doing for 50 years? Who's been taking care of him? Was there any training? And how did he come about? I mean, I know the how did he come about? We're not going to be able to answer. But I think we can safely say there's been some instruction or training, right? Mm. Even if it's uh, a little bit from a very young age, like or or there's just some innate, you know, innate ability. I mean, because because the whole idea of the force is that you know the, the beings that are attuned to the force have the ability to wield it naturally. Yeah, and you can hone that ability, especially if you're an entity that or a being that isn't naturally, you know, attuned to it. But yeah. um. But maybe this is just something that they're, you know, it's like it's like learning to walk and talk and and everything else. Like this is just something that it's learning as it as it develops. It's just a part of its brain activity. Well, I guess this leads me to my other question: is like, okay, so you know, at one point, this being either comes into existence, it's born, it's cloned, whatever, right? But we know that these. Um, what would you say the the people that had had him before were they also bounty hunters? Were they just some um, military group like whatever that gang of outlaws were that were holding him captive i didn't get the impression they were hanging out with the baby and like being like let's do stuff i have a feeling that egg pod thing was closed the entire time you know i kind of feel like that too but i i don't know i don't either i, I mean know. it's more he questions. killed them all so We'll and he didn't seem out. and baby Yoda didn't seem sad about it, you know. He wasn't like, "Oh darn it, I really liked them. They got to hang out with me." He's been there also, for a though, while. Does he, he does he really express that much emotion? Cuz seems kind of hard to read. I think he really likes He's as hard Mando. to read. He's as hard to read as the Mando. I mean, I wouldn't go really? that far, but sure. <laughs> totally. I mean, um, he's cute and fluffy and and his hair wiggles with the force. Yeah. But oh, totally. uh but other than that, like, I, I think he's hard to read. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. he's like playing with that frog thing. And then the next thing you know, he's devouring it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, you that know, a lot. Oh, yeah, no big deal. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Spit that out. You're going to choke <laughs> on the Lego. Nope. <laughs> Not doing it. I'm going to be passing that later. <laughs> oh, gross. It's a gross <laughs> poop. <laughs> um, do you think Mando's like <laughs> changing diapers behind the scenes? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. He, but he, maybe maybe he, he force changes his own diapers. I mean, let's hope. Um, you or know, does he even? We know does he even defecate? We don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just, just a, the force. It just, yeah, just it goes through, dissolves, eats the midichlorians and all of the life forms that <laughs> grow stronger. Um, so we kind of touched on a little bit. You know that Mando doesn't have a lot of emotions. I think we had talked about this last episode. But do you feel like we're going to get an episode where he takes off his helmet? Um, I mean, the fact that it's Pedro Pascal underneath the helmet makes me want him to take off his helmet. Oh yeah. But, uh, but I don't know. Um, I don't, I really don't. I think we're going to get it off. Well, we're going to get it off. (laughs) 
I think it's going to be soon too. But that's just me. Um, I think we need. It to- wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I almost feel like the. I feel like the question that the guy, um, uh, the bounty from the very first scene, he's like, "Do you? Is it true that you never take off your helmets?" Yeah, I think that's kind of either that's as well, but- either that's a, a foreshadowing that it's never going to get taken off, or it's leading up to that that time where you're like, "Oh my god, yeah, finally, uh, got a breath of fresh air." Also, I have questions about their helmets too. It's like, because supposedly they're they're like airtight, but then like you, it's like you can see their neck or something underneath. Yeah, it just doesn't always make sense to me. But well, there's a lot of circuitry involved with it, so you know maybe it closes off when vacuums yeah. recognized. Who knows? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, definitely not. The, the, that's the probably more believable things of uh, either you know the mud horn getting killed with that knife or that closing. <laughs> Mm, probably gonna go with that thing true, closing. True. Um, but yeah, I think it it's definitely interesting. I really do like you know this very kind of. I think that fits into the Mandalorian character kind of being this cowboy or lone ranger, right? Too like very self sufficient, can take care of himself. Um, you know, I feel like when you go into the, like the Mandalorian like Boy Scouts, they're like, okay, so this is how you repair everything. This is how you rebuild your ship when you need to. Yeah. Um, this is what you always do. Oh, and um, what's the what's the thing that's our religion? Oh, yeah, our weapons. Okay, cool. Yeah. Once you got that down, okay, now you graduated. Now you're into Eagle Mandalorian Scouts. Yeah, I do really, I do really enjoy, I really enjoy the vibe that we're getting, and everybody's talking about it. We talked about it in our, you know, leading up to the first episode, how they were going to be bringing in the spaghetti western, uh, Akira Kurosawa, Yojimbo. Um, vibe and you know like I was was a big Star Wars buff growing up and that led me to Hidden Fortress and Yojimbo and Seven Samurai and um, and I do I do get this vibe out of it and like um, yeah I just I, I love it totally I am you know I woke up this morning so um like I said, Alaska time where we're at, um, when we go to watch this, it's like three or four in the morning. Um, so I have to work cause I have a life. Um, and I was like, I cannot stay up and watch this. So I woke up early to watch it and it was like seven o'clock and I was sitting here and watching it. And I was just like, it's seven o'clock in the morning. This is so good. Yeah. And now I have to go to work and all I want to do is talk about this. And I end up talking about it with like a lot of people at work, but really it's Who's just, watched it though? Uh, half of them watched it on lunch because I was just like, "Oh my god!" And then this happened. <laughs> blah blah blah. It's like I really need an affiliate link for uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, but long story short, I think it is really just something that's very word of mouth. Like you know, you don't have to be a huge Star Wars fan. I have, um, you know, I have a couple of coworkers. I have, a, I have a boss that's like, you know, I'm not like huge into Star Wars, but I'm watching it and I love it and. It's something that I can share with people. I think it's really it's such a good entry for people that have never been in this. And I really just hope that it does kind of kick off this new generation of Star Wars. Right. Um, because I think it's OK to not be like completely like, you know, kid friendly, even though this isn't even rated that bad. Yeah. Know? And it's not not kid friendly. Like I you can watch there, it with your uh, there are yeah. other things. I guess my Marvel runaways, not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> my point is, I guess, like it it doesn't seem like it is written for kids, you know? Right. And I think that is fine. And that's 
kind of what it should be, you know, really what took off Star Wars and what like enlightened a lot of people's hearts is it was for people that are now very <laughs> older well, adults. I and mean. that's one of the things that I, you know, like when I first heard that Star Wars was originally a kid's movie, I didn't get that. Yeah. You know, like it didn't Star Wars, even as a kid, I mean, I, I guess I was watching it as a kid, but yeah, it never really felt like a kid's movie to me. And I'm not sure if that was just the, the underlying tone of it or what, but I mean, you know, like you know, dad cuts off kid's hand and. Just, yeah. I think it, I think it suffers from this um, stereotype of the genre, right? I mean, sci-fi is, was traditionally back in the day. I mean, before sci-fi really had its heyday in the seventies, like, it was something that you, you know, you read comic books or it was in a sci-fi book that, you know, you paid, you know, a dollar fifty to buy off of a newsstand, that kind of stuff where it's like it was it was geared for kids. And so I think to a lot of layman's, totally 100 percent, it's a kid's thing. And I think it does resonate with kids and it sold a lot of toys. Right. So like it did yeah. bring up a lot of kids. But I think you're right. Like if you look at the background story and all the elements of it, if you look at this Western kind of influence into it. A hundred percent. Like it's ageless. I feel like that's, you know, totally. I mean, it's the, it's the hero's journey, right? Like it's a story that's as old as time. It has a thousand iterations, but I think hero with a thousand faces. Yeah. (laughs) So deep. Um, I think everybody knows that, but at a certain point it's like really, it's been done bad. Right. I mean, the prequels were not great. Um, We have some of the newer ones. Some people really like them. I think a lot of people, most people are kind of eh on them. We'll see how it ends up. You know, that kind of is what's going to define one. the whole thing. Road, Road one was pretty great, I you like know? Um, but I think this is another, this is another opportunity, right? Like you have a lot of chances to get this right. And so far, I mean, two out of eight episodes. Yeah. Love it. Like, so let's see where it goes from here. My only worry right now is that are we going to have enough time to get where I need to for the season for me to be like, mm. Give me another second season where I'm going to be like, that was great. I want another second season, you know? Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and find out. Um, well, that's all I had. This one was definitely a shorter one. Um, did you have anything else to talk about? Nope. I think we covered all of it. You don't want to talk about maybe why Jawa was this love eating eggs so much. Biggest mystery in the world. I, I don't. I suspect that there's some kind of metabolic thing that's going on. They're, they're getting, they're getting high off of that, that, Maybe there's just like a lot of vitamin D since they have to wear like robes the entire time they don't go in the sun. I they do go in the sun. I'm yeah, telling you, they do not. <laughs> they sunbathe on top of that sand. I do not want to know what a naked Jawa looks like. I, well, now I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a freak. They're um, just they're like just a black hole. Yeah, just pretty the red much. eyes and then just black. Oh, Yeah. Um. Well, that's all we have for this week. Um, like I said, we're now on this Friday schedule, so make sure you are staying tuned. Um, I'm pretty sure we're having one every week up until um, the new movie comes out, and I think we skip a week, um, maybe because of the holidays, and then it's back on schedule. Um, if you just do a quick search and Google about the time schedule, um, and I'll try to go ahead and put it in the description as well so you guys know what's going on. Um, but make sure you guys are watching it as soon as it comes out because you know you're going to get spoiled by everyone on Twitter and YouTube and everything else. Um, and then as soon as you're done with that, 
what are you doing? Subscribe to the podcast, hit the bell notification on YouTube. Um, you can listen to us wherever you find other podcasts. So Apple podcasts, Google play and Spotify, make sure you subscribe. You'll get a notification as soon as it's posted and you'll get to hear us break down the episode and take our perfectly honest take on this fantastic series that is just blowing us away. Um, but as always, I'm Corey and I'm Matt and be perfectly honest.